Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? Here's the secret I've found. Productivity is rooted in emotion. True productivity and success come only when we heal the emotions driving our behaviors and remove all those internal roadblocks. I'm your host, Angela Kristen Taylor. I'm an entrepreneur, writer, speaker, and I've been right where you are. I've asked myself that same question a thousand times, and it only took me 20 years to figure out the answer. In each episode, we'll go deep into the emotional roadblocks and a brand new integrative approach that I call Productive Flow, bringing together your emotion, your energy, your time, and your focus to help you create natural productive flow and achieve higher levels of success in business and in life. Now, let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here today. I have a very exciting guest here with us, which is Jacob Ratliff. So um, Jacob is a he's a client attraction coach and he's an entrepreneur and he's based in Asheville, North Carolina, which is actually not far from me. So that's pretty cool. We're going to meet in person one of these days. <laughs> now he's using his, his identity and his lived experiences as the catalyst for creating his business. Jacob uplifts people and he helps them to grow their businesses by leaning into their authentic, confident, empowered selves. How cool is that? Right? Right up our alley. So now with over five years experience, Experience in growing clients' businesses as well as his own, Jacob is uniquely positioned to help high-impact coaches build intimate relationships online to attract high-paying clients, right? Who doesn't want more of those? Now, over the past five years, he's developed this organic client attraction system. And it's a comprehensive training and coaching program that helps entrepreneurs increase brand awareness and visibility, creating meaningful engagement and maintain long-term clients. So that's amazing. Jacob, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So now client attraction coach, client attraction coach, that is like, that's the number one thing that everybody's looking for, right? That's that's what determines the success or, or failure of our business and, and ultimately whether or not we succeed in achieving our goals, right? Because we all have goals for building and growing our business, there's a reason behind why we do it. So tell me, what are, what are some of the things that, um, that we can do, our listeners can do that will help them generate revenue so that they know like, this is going to happen. This is consistent. What are some things that they should be doing like, like every day to, to make that happen? Yes, absolutely. And so it all comes down to several different pieces. And these pieces tend to look really different from person to person, from entrepreneur to entrepreneur. But for everyone, it all comes down to first really having an understanding of who you're serving and how you're serving. So that's your ideal client and your offer. So that's how you're packaging yourself and your services or your product, kind of whichever it is in your case. The second is to just on a surface level, be able to find and get in front of your ideal clients. Mm. And this is probably the number one thing. Just if you do nothing else, just get in front of your ideal clients. Yeah. But when we couple that with a, you know, a, a full strategy, it goes not just getting in front of them, but how are you actually connecting them? Or how are you actually connecting with them? Mm -hmm. And that is that relationship piece that is so, so important because people don't really want to do business with a faceless company, especially yeah. when it comes to coaching. It's yeah. such an intimate experience that it is really about kind of how the two of you, how you and your prospect or how you and your client are really building that relationship and that trust together. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. go ahead. I was just going to say it, that that alone is, I mean, that's a, a huge thing because there's, there's this thing inside of us, right. That it's like, we, we have this fear of reaching out to people, this fear of, of being able to create a connection and, you know, sometimes that, that fear is coming from inside of us and, and how we feel about, 
how people might perceive us or, or what our mindset is around how we are perceiving ourselves, right? What we're capable of. And, you know, did we really build something amazing that's, you know, going to transform people's lives or, or is it not, you know, and it can even boil down to even not even being an entrepreneur, just, you know, like, a person, just a human and wanting to reach out and connect with people to make a friend, even, you know, that it can be so hard because we fear this, this rejection, right? We feel being like, we all want to be part of a tribe, right? But we all fear being rejected by the tribe and pushed away. And, and, um, I see it with my kid when he's, when he goes to the playground, you know, he's walking around and he's like this, he's all bunched up, you know, with his arms across his chest and, and, uh, he's walking to the playground and he tries to talk to kids, you know, hi, my name's Zane, you want to play? And they'll say no. And then run the other direction. He's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, uh, but that same experience still haunts us when we, when we go out and try to connect with people, whether it's to make a friend or to, to potentially create a new, a new lead, right. And to generate revenue for our business that we still run into those, those same things. And then I think it it can be made worse by how people are approaching us with their businesses and, and reaching out to us. And it feels so contrived and phony and, and, outdated and and we're just like are you for real like this is a mess so I mean how do we go out and how do we do that and like do it genuinely authentically right yeah and so the reason that there is just this all these conversations happening that are Mm -hmm. that feel really contrived yeah is that basically everyone is teaching the same way of going about a conversation Mm-hmm. They're really trying to map out a template or a formula mm. for how you connect with your ideal clients. And it generally looks something like, hi, how are you? That's number one. Number two is, let me ask you some questions. Even though I don't know you, I just said hi. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you some questions that might actually just be a little bit personal. I'm going to ask them whether or not you actually want to, me to. I'm yeah. going to do it anyway, because I'm trying to find your pain point. <laughs> and then number three, it's, oh, I can definitely help you with that. I'd love to hop on a call and we can talk more about that. Mm-hmm. And everyone is teaching this, basically these same three or four steps. And that might have worked, you know, maybe five, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. because it wasn't, this wasn't as widespread. Mm-hmm. But what it really comes down to first is that People are tired of the BS. They're tired of finding themselves in these conversations where they're like, they feel like they're start, maybe starting to actually build a relationship with this person who's reaching out to them. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly it's a bait and switch. It's a, yeah. hey, let me get your credit card number. <laughs> and right, and that's, it's awful. It's yeah. so obnoxious. Yeah. But the real reason it doesn't work out that way, nine times out of 10, is that trying to map that process, that single track formula Mm -hmm. is really taking a linear approach to relationship building and sales. Yeah. And that that linear approach doesn't work because Mm -hmm. human relationships are not linear necessarily. Mm -hmm. And the conversations that come out of them, those aren't linear as either. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, the success of your business, like you said, is deeply tied to client attraction. Yeah. And the number of clients you bring on is directly correlated to the number of conversations you're having with prospective clients. Absolutely. And so that's when it really comes into this piece of, okay, are you having these conversations in the first place? And mm-hmm. what's, what's stopping you mm-hmm. from having them if you're not? And this is really gets into kind of what your work is, work, mm-hmm. what your work is around, around, okay, let's kind of dig into why that's, why that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's really easy to say, okay, I want to reach this goal. I want to make $20,000 this month, mm-hmm. or I want to you know lose this much weight, mm-hmm. or I want to, you know, eat healthy mm-hmm. this month or, you know, for the rest of my life. And creating those goals, that's kind of the easy part. Mm -hmm. And 
So say, say I want to make $20,000 in April. Mm-hmm. Well, if I get to April, I get to the end of April, I've either made $20,000 or I haven't. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's too late to do anything Yeah, <laughs> to, to reach that goal. Yeah. Right. That ship has sailed and I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to May already. Mm-hmm. And that's because your revenue or your number of pounds lost, if that's the metric mm-hmm. you're following, those are kind of what I tend to call lagging indicators. Yeah. They're the things that by the time they've happened or not happened, you can't really influence them. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, we have leading indicators which are the things you can actually do every day and every week where you know that if you do these things come end of March, you will have made $20,000 or lost X number of pounds. And if you didn't reach that goal, you'll come pretty close. Yeah. You won't be, even if you didn't reach your goal, you're not going to be beating yourself up about it because, you know, if I get to the end of March and I've made $18,000 instead of $20,000, I'm not, I'm not throwing myself a pity party there. No. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) And so these are what I call daily drivers. And, you know, in the context of business, they're also really tied to the concept of revenue generating activities, RGAs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because these are the things that you do every single day. Yeah. That are going to help you reach that goal by the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. So... For example, I mentioned that the number of conversations Mm -hmm. that you're having with prospective clients, that's directly tied to how many clients you bring on. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's reverse engineer those numbers a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, say you want to bring on five clients this month. And in order and say that you know you close, well, just say 20%, close at 20%, which Mm -hmm. means that one in five conversations that you have with a prospective client statistically is going to result in one sale. Mm -hmm. And that means that if you want to bring on five clients, you need to have 25 conversations with prospective Mm -hmm. clients, right? Because five times five is 25. Yep. And right. I don't do math. (laughs) That's not my strong suit. So I'm like, right. That's right. Like five (laughs) times five is 25, right? Are we sure about that? Yes. (laughs) So, Okay, so that so you need 25 conversations with prospective clients. Mm-hmm. Good. That's awesome. How are you going to make that happen? And that's when we you know take a step backward even more to more continuing to reverse engineer mm-hmm. that and say, okay, well, if I ask, say, five people to you know either get on a call with me or if they're interested in talking more about mm-hmm. what it would look like to work together, there's five people, you know, one of them mm-hmm. will say yes. Mm-hmm. And so continuing down that line, it means that you need to ask five people to get on a call with you in order to generate one call. Yeah. And usually what that can boil down to is, okay, just every day this month, ask five people, talk Mm -hmm. to five five new people. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, well, the numbers will work out so that, okay, you'll get those 25 strategy sessions, discovery calls, or just general conversations. Yeah. And then from there, if you get those conversations, well, that's where the clients come from. Yeah. And, you know, once you're, say, through March, you've made your $20,000, you say, whew, that was was great. I met my goal, but 25 conversations was a lot. Yeah. Because it is. Uh You know, 25 warm leads is, that's a lot of conversations to have in a month. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes, okay, how can we achieve the same results next month mm-hmm. without it, w- while also decreasing the number of conversations we're having? Mm-hmm. Well, that's when it comes to, okay, how can I increase that close rate? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm currently yeah. closing. You better at your sales skills. <laughs> exactly. So, you yeah. know, closing 20% of my, of my leads right now. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens if we double that? What happens yeah. if we get that to 40% or even mm-hmm. 50%? Yeah. And suddenly you're, Closing the same amount of sales, but in fewer conversations. Yeah. And yeah, there are concrete things you can do to improve your sales skills. Mm -hmm. But just by virtue of having 
conducted those 25 conversations in March. You'll be getting better. You will be getting better whether yeah. you know it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, it's really interesting. And, um, you know, I, some of the things that I've, I've seen you do. Okay. So just seeing that you, you walk your talk, right. Because that's important. That's really important is that, and for instance, you, you have a Facebook group. That's how I met you, right. I met you in your Facebook group and I'm not sure how I got into your Facebook group or how I found it. Um, probably through another group, <laughs> so yeah, that makes sense. but, um, I found your group and I see the content and stuff that you post. You started posting things about, you know, client attraction. You started posting things about generating leads. And then you started talking specifically around LinkedIn and that really grabbed my attention. So I've been in the group, I don't know what, a year or something. Right. And so it really grabbed my attention. You started talking about LinkedIn because I get so many horrible messages on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. They're so bad. And they're so, you know, you can tell that there's a lot of automation going on in there. And and I am all for automation, like a hundred percent. I think that's when it's great done well. <laughs> when it's done well. Exactly. So for instance, I got a, an, an email uh, or a message in LinkedIn saying that, um, they, the, the woman who was reaching out said that she specifically helps women of color, um, in, in growing their, their business or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I thought, well, that's a wonderful thing to do. Right. I think that's awesome. And then she says down in her second paragraph of her message that she saw that I'm a successful entrepreneur. That's also a woman of color. And I'm like, you know, uh, about <laughs> I'm about as European as it gets as far as my background. And I don't think that there's anything on my picture that says this is a woman of color, right? And so it it struck me as immediately I thought, okay, her her algorithm in her automation is completely off. And and you yeah, can't search is off. You can't you can't search by those things in, in LinkedIn. There's no parameter for what is your 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 racial background, you know, and whatever. But it's just, you know, if you're targeting specific demographics that way, that doesn't seem like something that you're going to automate, right? If you're targeting that specific of a demographic. And I, I don't know, but I'm just saying is that I get these bad, poorly matched automated messages and LinkedIn. And then some of them I get where they're just, you know, like somebody reached out the other day and said, um, you know, would you like, uh, would you be interested in, in speaking on stages and, um, you know, being a guest on podcasts? And I said, well, I do that all the time. And then he sent me back a question mark. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't understand your question mark. (laughs) And he goes, well, I asked you if you were interested in doing this and you responded back saying you do it all the time. So, and then he made an example that was completely irrelevant and made it sound like I wasn't answering his question. And I said, well, I do it all the time saying like, I, I do this a lot. So if, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> so, I, I, I do this, this is fine for me, you know? But it just led to a very awkward conversation at which point he started to pitch me. And I'm like, the timing is all off on this. Everything's off, all off, this. right. And, and so when you started posting things in there about messaging on LinkedIn and reaching out to clients and things on LinkedIn, I'm thinking, well, this is perfect timing because I would like to do this properly. And it mm-hmm. is not being done properly. Right. It is, and, it is not. And mm-hmm. go ahead. No, please. Well, <laughs> one of the like, let's get real meta here, real philosophical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the great things about the internet is how much of an equalizer it is in terms of anyone, everyone has the same capability to mm-hmm. do basically anything. Anyone can go create their own website, set up a LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. set up LinkedIn automation, for example. Mm-hmm. And that's really great. It also means that everyone can do it, mm-hmm. which is it's your there's so much more noise out yeah. there. Yeah. Because it is so easy there. to do it. Anyone yeah. can do it. Yeah. But not everyone can do it right. Yeah. And that was my big fear. 
you know, you mentioned that fairly recently, right? I've started posting more about LinkedIn. Yeah. And that kind of grew out of my own journey over the past year because, Mm -hmm. you know, 14, 15 months ago, I was, I was avoiding LinkedIn like nothing else. I didn't Mm -hmm. touch my LinkedIn because I saw what was happening on there. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I don't know how to do it right, right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to do it. Yeah. But I can't remember what the catalyst was, but I ended up starting experimenting with it and doing some Mm -hmm. testing just for my own business. Sure. And it was, I think the first or second month of just testing stuff out, I made $15,000 in sales just from LinkedIn. Wow. Whereas prior to that, all of my leads and clients, I was really having those conversations more on Facebook Mm -hmm. and even Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, wow, like I'm onto something. Mm -hmm. And that kind of continued to snowball. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, as I continued testing and trying out different messaging, just different entirely different approaches, Mm -hmm. I really started to hone down, okay, what's the, what's the system that's actually working as well? Mm -hmm. Or what's the system that's actually going to work the best? Sure. And what ended up happening is I started, you know, I got, I was getting these great results. And the next question is, okay, I can do this for myself. Mm -hmm. Like this is working for my business. Yeah. But is my, is this approach I've just created for my business actually replicable to other businesses? Mm-hmm. Will this work for you know other coaches and consultants yeah. out there? Uh-huh. And so with my one-on-one clients, I started introducing this process to them and they started getting really amazing, great results as well. Mm-hmm. So was, that was when I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on to something. Yeah, yeah. And as of, I think last November, so that was the point at which I was... I'd been doing LinkedIn for a little under a year. Mm-hmm. I, at that point, LinkedIn was accounting for 75% of my new clients. Wow, really? It was, right? It was amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Not just amazing, but like shocking, surprising, you know, because how, how, when I look at LinkedIn, I, I'm almost afraid to message people on there because I, there's so much noise on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and the noise is so bad <laughs> you know, yes. that I'm just like, oh, like, I don't even want to, I'm afraid to open up another message on LinkedIn. Like I have hope <laughs> it's always bad. And, um, I haven't, I haven't seen it done right on mm-hmm. LinkedIn in a very long time. And so there's this fear inside of me if if I go out there and put a message on LinkedIn then it's going to be treated the same way or it it won't get it won't reach the right people because it, whatever reason the automation is off or something because i see that happening and so um but what you're saying is that you've created a system that cuts through that noise and allows people to reach their ideal client and successfully convert them into paying clients and that's, that's amazing. And I know you have a class coming up on that. And I'm very grateful to be a, a paying ticket holder <laughs> to get into that class. Yes. And it's going it's to be great. It's going to be fewer yes. than 10 people really intentionally. It's going to um, be awesome. It's going to be a great workshop. <laughs> um, yeah. And at the end of the day, just with LinkedIn in general, mm-hmm. it's, there's really three big things. The mm-hmm. first is that targeting piece. Right. So, hmm, if we can't target women of color on mm-hmm. LinkedIn or through Sales Navigator, mm-hmm. then maybe we shouldn't try to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. For example, right? just as an example. Yeah. Um, and there are ways to, you know, get creative, but it's really about the targeting piece. And then there's the messaging piece. Mm-hmm. So it's what, what do those reach outs actually look like? Mm-hmm. And why are people accepting your connection request and mm-hmm. messaging you back rather than one of the, millions of other people out there who could be messaging you right now. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, it's the, it's the engagement piece of how, how are you actually having those conversations once they're started? Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that I think, well, that I know that people have, you know, big misconceptions about is that, or just don't understand is that 
what engagement looks like on Facebook is yeah. so different than what it looks like on LinkedIn. Yes. You know, people, yes. So one of the big strategies that people are teaching these days is, is around Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And when you do that right and you do it well, it works amazingly, mm-hmm. right? It's made yeah. me lots of money. Mm-hmm. But if you hop into LinkedIn groups and try the same approach, not going to work. You're going to have zero luck. Yeah. It's just not going to work. And so part of it is this just really understanding the nuances of what LinkedIn engagement looks like. And that's because the two platforms, Facebook and LinkedIn, are inherently different. They were created with entirely different purposes in mind. Mm -hmm. Facebook is designed to actually originally help you connect digitally with the people that are already in your life. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn was created with the explicit purpose of helping you grow your professional network. Yes. And Mm -hmm. that's such an important distinction. Yeah. Because what that means, and you'll you'll see this, you know, when you actually dive in, is that mm-hmm. people who go to LinkedIn, who are spending time on LinkedIn, they are looking to grow their professional network. Mm-hmm. That is where they're going to have these business conversations mm-hmm. or professional conversations. And that's why LinkedIn works really well if you're targeting or if your ideal client is entrepreneurs, small business owners. Yeah professionals, Uh anything basically, you know, quote unquote, work related. Yeah. And it it seems like it would be the perfect place to be mm -hmm. connecting to grow your business, right? I mean, it seems like it would be. Oh, absolutely. And part of why a lot of people kind of have this perception specifically Mm -hmm. in the coaching and small business space Mm -hmm. is that most of the automation, the bad automation that's happening on LinkedIn is geared towards coaches, entrepreneurs, small business owners. Mm -hmm. So as, you know, as entrepreneurs, we are actually seeing probably the majority of that Mm -hmm. bad automation that's happening Mm because we're getting targeted by it. Yeah. So that's an important distinction as well is that, you know, if you're reaching out to, you know, if your ideal client is an executive, for Mm -hmm. example, or a a sales director or something, Mm Well, they're seeing like a fraction of the bad automation that you might be seeing. That's true. And I hadn't thought about that. You know, that's, that's a really valid point. Want to learn more about productive flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group. And, I, and I've talked with a lot of, and I haven't, I don't have any kind of hard numbers to mm-hmm. back that claim up, but anecdotally having talked to a lot of coaches, mm-hmm. it's been pretty consistent that they actually only started seeing a lot of this automation or receiving a lot of these spammy messages once they started putting out on their LinkedIn that they were an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. that they were a coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had, I mean, I've been coaching for 20 years, you know, so um, I've seen LinkedIn grow up. I've, mm-hmm. I think my first recommendation on LinkedIn is from 2009, you know, <laughs> so wow. like yeah. really far back there. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, I've been on there for a very long time. And um, I think that, uh, you know, it used to be very focused on career connections and networking mm-hmm. And it became this like pitchy hotspot. But I I think to your point, that's been my perspective because I've had entrepreneur and coach and stuff up there for so long, you know, since the beginning Mm -hmm. that um, it absolutely is a result of, you know, some of the things that I put up that are perfect for targets, you know, it's a perfect targeting, um, it's like a keyword, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It has, it has gotten to be more of a pitch fest way, sure. you know, certainly mm-hmm. compared to five years ago, 10 years ago, however yeah. long ago. And, and it's not become more of a pitch fest than Facebook has become. Oh, no. In a lot of ways. No, yeah. Because, you know, they are certain, they certainly both have a lot of just, Bammy people trying to sell you stuff. Yeah. And it just looks different. 
Yeah. It just looks different how that kind of comes across. So, yeah. And like then it really comes through in messages. Yeah. Whereas in Facebook, it really comes through a lot more so in groups. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me, so your, your, um, your program, so organic client attraction system, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the name of your program, organic client attraction system. And so in that program, you're, you're, I'm assuming guiding and, and helping people into creating an attraction system to Correct. have running in the background and giving them specific daily tasks to accomplish that then result in them organically driving the traffic and upping their, their calls that they're able to set so that they're able to generate consistent income for their business. Right? Yes, absolutely. Perfect. So working with any client, really the mm-hmm. first thing we do is the foundational stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is whether they've been in business for one month or 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's looking at their ideal client and their offer and their messaging. And not just making sure that like we're clear on those three things, mm-hmm. but making sure that they're actually aligned. Yeah. And that's a really important distinction. Because oftentimes it it's not the clarity on the things that is the problem. It's the alignment between them. Yeah, because we hear so many different things from so many different people. And then you try mm-hmm. to create this patchwork quilt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Processes that don't all, you know, line up together. They don't work together. They don't support each other. So the alignment piece, yeah, I agree. That's that's really important. So I'm sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> course, I wanted to make a point right, sometimes, sometimes it's just a matter of some fine tuning. And other times mm-hmm. it's really more of, you know, ground up building. Mm-hmm a new, basically, foundation for the business. Yeah. And the second piece is, that's the organic client attraction system Mm -hmm. part. That's where we really focus on how we're using social media to attract new clients, what you're doing every day, Mm -hmm. what you're doing yourself, what you're perhaps automating, Mm -hmm. the actual system. And usually that looks like either either Facebook, LinkedIn, or a combination of the two, Mm -hmm. right? That really depends on you know, the client's needs and niche and Mm -hmm. general kind of style. Because a lot of people are just like, I don't want to have anything to do with Facebook. Mm -hmm. And if we can make that work, it's becoming that way. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Hear that a lot. I can't Uh, post my domain on Facebook. (laughs) Apparently it is against community standards. (laughs) I I have a client who had, who ran into that. And I think we first noticed the issue about five years ago. Yep you know, appealed multiple times, it's still not resolved. Mm-hmm. So we've had to get really creative yeah. with how we're working around mm-hmm. things like that. So. Yeah. I'm able to use a smart bio link and oh, yeah. then link. And I can't do it with Linktree because Facebook doesn't like Linktree, but I can do it with smart bio through um, Instagram, I guess. And then it allows me to link specific things on there like you would on an Instagram bio link, right? Mm-hmm. And then I can use that and I can post that all day long. And then that links to like, here's my program, here's my podcast, here's my stuff, right? Um, and that's the way I've been able to get around it. But I can't like post a direct link to my website at all. Yeah. Not even my email address, not even in, in message. It has that domain. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, you know, part of the... You know, one of the big struggles is if you are relying on one platform mm-hmm. like Facebook, yeah. for instance, and they, for some reason, yep. decide that they don't like something you did, like, <laughs> that can, like, <laughs> if, that, if that's really what you're depending on to yeah. grow your business, mm-hmm. your business is done <laughs> yep. in a lot of ways. Yep. And you're, you're going to have to pivot fast. fast. <laughs> and even exactly. then, no matter how fast you pivot, you will feel the effects mm-hmm. you know, of that financially. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is a, is a good space for doing this. But I, I want to go back to some of these things that you were saying are these daily drivers, because I think I interrupted you. <laughs> you were talking about them before. Well, it was, and I it was make in sure the interest that, of a great conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> but I want to make sure that we, we get those, because I know mm-hmm. our listeners are, are sitting there hanging on their seat going, what's the rest of them? <laughs> What else am I supposed to do? (laughs) So 
One of the first things, like I mentioned towards the beginning of this conversation, Mm -hmm. was getting in front of your ideal clients. Yeah. So that means posting content. Mm -hmm. So usually that means a social media post and or a you know, a podcast episode, mm-hmm. for example, could be an example of that. Sure. So it's posting it and making sure you're posting it in the right place. Yeah. Right. In a place that your ideal clients are actually going to see. Exactly. So unless you're already driving a ton of traffic to your website, mm-hmm. blog articles aren't going to do a whole lot for you. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's really around where you're posting that those social updates, mm-hmm. for example, in a Facebook group mm-hmm. that has your ideal client in them. So thing number one is posting some sort of content every single day. And this sounds scary for a lot of people. Mm. And also there are ways that you can do it that, you know, take 10, 15 minutes a day. It's not Mm. always a matter of sitting down for an hour and struggling to get a social media post written. Yeah. Yeah. Because that doing that every day is not sustainable. Mm -mm. And so, so the first thing is actually getting in front of them. And the second thing is what I like to call, you know, compared to getting in front of them, getting beside them. Mm -hmm. So it's not just all about getting in front of them, building that authority. Mm -hmm. It's just as much about the intimacy side of the things, actually. Building a relationship. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in the context of a daily driver, it's okay. How many people do you want to start conversations with a day? Mm -hmm. And and what is the connection between how you're getting in front of people and then how you're starting this conversation, right? Because one of the things yeah. you don't want to do is just say, hmm, okay, you look like you could be an ideal client. Let me send you a message. You've never seen my name before. We've never had any interaction. You know, I'm just going to message you anyway. Yeah. That's generally not what we want to do here. Mm-hmm. What we want to do instead is turn the engagement that's happening on your content and actually maybe have a public back and forth mm-hmm. in the comments, for example, before we try to continue that conversation in a message. Yeah. Now, see, you and I have done that. Exactly. You and I have done that. And then you direct messaged me and said, hey, I'm doing this class. And what kind of things would you like to see in it? And I responded back. And then you said, hey, I'm going to do this, this class, but I'm going to be charging for it because it's not going to be just fluff and, you know five minutes of actual content, I'm going to actually make it like a workshop and you're going to get something out of it. And here's the link if you want to jump in. And I was like, super excited, happy to pay you. Right. And, and then that led to a deeper connection where now you're sitting here on my podcast. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's a really important part of it that ties directly back to what I was saying earlier about yes. the conversation is not a linear thing. Mm-mm. Right. If I had you know, messaged you and really just like tried to identify your pain points real, real hard, you know, go hard asking these uncomfortable questions yeah. and then try to get you on a call to sell you, you know, a $5,000 offer, mm-hmm. for example, that, that wouldn't have worked. And we would not be sitting on this podcast here today. No, and, a class, class jam with the LinkedIn people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, we had a, you and I had a conversation yesterday mm-hmm. where kind of something like this came up where it's, okay, it's about, it's not about me and me trying to get a sale. It's not me yeah. trying to like, for instance, sign you as a client. Mm-hmm. It's about me showing up and serving in the best way that I can. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And if you can, you know, if you can even just sit down every day for 30 minutes and say to yourself, okay, what are the three things I can do? that are going to best serve the people I'm here to serve. Mm-hmm. If you can just do that and spend 30 minutes on doing those things. Yeah. That'll do way more for you. Oh, than yeah. Really any mar- marketing tactic or strategy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, a lot of people say in their business that they're supposed to have like a power hour. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like that term. I don't have anything wrong with, with power, but I, I think sometimes my mindset around power in me feel like I'm trying to like hold somebody down, you know, or like power mm. over them or something. And, and that's just my mindset, but it's just a, a word that I feel like eh, I'm not, not crazy about that. Um, but I like, I like transformation hour. And so I, like, I use, yeah. thank you. So I use that term and I, I have it in my calendar every day. And 
it's a time period where I actually go into social media and start going through things that people have said in different groups and think, how can I add to this person's transformation today? How can I help transform this person's life or experience or something positively today? How can I do that right now, right? And so that's where I lead from in starting to comment or connect or even, you know, sometimes people will post things in a group. Like I know friends, I've done this in your group with your posts sometimes is that I'll see that you'll post something in the group and you may have just posted it, right? And it may be something that you and I have already talked about or we've already connected on or something like uh, you you were talking about your class coming up, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll see that you just posted it and I'll, you know, hit the love button and then I'll comment on it. Like, I'm so excited to go to this or something. Even though I know that you already know that I'm excited to go to this, I put it on there because I know that in doing that, it's going to support you. And that post is going to show up in front of more people because there's engagement on it right away, right? So it's like, I look at that and I think, how can I support other people today? And I think, you know, that's what you're getting at is that if we go from that perspective in connecting with people and in serving those people, then people naturally, we're going to start to build these relationships and connect with them, not just from the authority space, but from like you're saying, being alongside of them and and starting to build and grow that relationship. Exactly. And I have, believe me, I have tried the other approach of (laughs) focusing on, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get, you know, 10 people on a call. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes, when you take that approach and it comes from a place of maybe desperation Mm -hmm. or just trying to just get a sale. Yeah. It it just doesn't work. You're, you know, you're not showing up in the way that people need, or I was not showing up in the way that people needed. And Mm -hmm. it comes across and it doesn't just affect your results. You don't just have not great results. You, it also for me at least, kind of just ate away at me. And yeah. I I remember my first my first $20,000 month. Mm-hmm. I worked hard for that out mm-hmm. of a place of desperation and mm-hmm. frustration. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I made it $20,000. So <laughs> yeah, I made it I made $20,000 that month. But at the end of the month, it was I can't I can't turn around and do that again. There's no, no you're, drained. you're drained. I was, you're I was drained depleted. emotionally, physically, yeah. And that was the moment for me where I was like, okay. This isn't sustainable. This isn't sustainable. (laughs) Something's got to change. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let's, let's go back to that. So let's, some of the things, are there any daily drivers that we missed in there? So the things that, that change the things that we do. Yeah. So how you're getting in front of people every day, Mm -hmm. how you're connecting Mm -hmm. with people every day. Those are, those are really the two big things. And, you know, we can talk about, okay, you need to, you know, ask five people for a call every day. Mm -hmm. You know, if that makes sense for you and that's helpful Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the thing about these daily drivers is that they're so, so personal and vary dramatically Mm -hmm. from person to person. Yeah. You know, for example, you know, mine at this point where I am in my business, Mm -hmm. I'm not generally, you know, asking any people every, you know, on a daily Mm -hmm. basis, Hey, will you get on a call with me? Yeah. But for someone who is beginning, it's going to be a lot more important. Yeah. And so it's, and it's not just about identifying what those are. Yeah. It's about actually doing them. Yeah. That's a huge, that's a huge distinction just because you know what they are. Yeah. Don't mean that you're going to do them. And so that means Mm -hmm. obviously doing some tactical, concrete things like, okay, like I'm going to block this amount of time in my calendar Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, you know, maybe do this certain meditation or grounding exercise before Mm -hmm. I do that. So I can get in the right headspace. So there's, there's there's tactical, concrete things you can do. Yeah. But for a long time I was doing all those things, but I wasn't doing my daily drivers. I was still, you know, finding excuses not to show up. Yeah. And I think that's where it really gets into kind of your work around mm-hmm. okay, what, what are the beliefs yeah. that are really holding me back? And in my case, that's exactly what it was around. It was 
what are my beliefs about my own self-worth or what are my beliefs about how people will receive me or about what being rejected in a business sense means about my personal story and my identity as just a human. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, it's funny because not funny, haha, funny, ironic, but um, you know, when I first started coaching, I was coaching realtors and the thing that they would always say to me is I know what to do. I'm just not doing it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, like, that's what they would say. Yeah. I just, I don't know why. Like I set myself up, I put it on my calendar. I say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then I push it off. I push it off. I push it off and it doesn't get done. And then I have all these other little fires that come up throughout the day that I have to put out. And then just nothing ends up happening. And at the end of the day, I'm stressed out and I'm drinking wine and I'm eating chocolate. And now, you know, I'm gaining weight and all of this stuff. And it's just a big old mess. I don't know how to fix it. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> like I heard that over and over and over again. And that's when I realized that it doesn't matter what punishment or reward you put in front of people. It's like, there's a bigger reason why they're not doing the things, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it I, does relate to our own personal story. It does. And I, you know, as we were having our conversation yesterday, mm-hmm. I, the, the book that I, that really kind of changed my whole perspective on a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And I, it sounds like maybe you might be familiar with it. Um, okay. Drive by Daniel Pink. Oh, all yeah, about, I know Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, all that about the kind of extrin- extrinsic versus intrinsic yes. reward and motivation yes. around what we're doing. And yeah. right, that reward and punishment system, right, mm-hmm. may work for certain things. Mm-hmm. But for and for other types of things, it, it really just does depend on your ability to locate that intrinsic motivation. Yes, exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. And, um, you know, he has a, another book that he wrote after that one. I can't remember the name of it now. I, I got it in the mail with a nice little note. <laughs> but I don't remember the name of it. I'm sorry. Um, but it was, it was, um, talking about your personal timing for doing things. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, what is your productive time? And a lot of people talk, talk about doing things like first thing in the morning, or you you might've heard the phrase, eat the frog, right? Like you're going to do it first thing in the morning kind of thing. And it's like, that's not everybody's most productive time of the day. And so you have to look at like your most productive time of the day for doing that. Because I think like even talking about like your daily drivers, if, mm-hmm. if you're setting yourself up or time blocking that out to do that or your transformation hour or whatever, you're going to set up these times to do these things. You have to set yourself up for success. Exactly. So don't plan to do the, your daily drivers at the end of your day when you're feeling drained and depleted, because it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You've got to do it at a time when you feel you're most energized, you're most productive, you're most joyful in your day. And, and whenever that time is, that's when you schedule that stuff, right? Yeah. And there's no rule that that has to be first thing in the morning. Absolutely. None, none at all. I, <laughs> right. I have a client who, you know, when she's most productive, when she's highest energy, mm-hmm. right after dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't relate. No, right? I can't either. Because I know my... <laughs> My window where I'm highest energy, where I'm most productive mm-hmm. is 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yep. I'm right there with you. That's I'm like nine to two. For the day <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like right in there. But that's where I set up. That's my working schedule. I work from nine mm-hmm. to two. And, and that's, that's why I do that is because I know I'm at my best to be working, to be creative, to be focused during that time period. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to try and, and meet with clients at four o'clock in the afternoon because I'm just, I, I'm tired. I'm, I'm done with my work stuff. I want to go do other things. And usually it's, it's read, relax, <laughs> do something. Yeah. I don't want to be physically engaged with, with other stuff. I don't want to have to be creative. I don't want to have to be thinking in those moments. I want to be downgrading from my high energy point to my ready for bed point, you know, and, and, and that may sound early in the day to do it, but I like to get up early in the morning. So, you know, eight, eight 30, I'm, I'm in bed, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like we're on very similar schedules here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So now I love that. So now, um, tell us, so for people who are listening to this and they're interested and they're like, 
I want to know more about how to organically attract clients to have a system for that, to, um, you know, stop creating a patchwork quilt of processes. I just want something streamlined that tells me this is how I get from A to B. And at B, I see all my clients show up and loving on me. Like, how do I do that? How do I get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at jacobratliff.com. You can also find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. My name is Jacob Ratliff. And you know, on the website, you can also take a look at my brand new book, Client Attractor, which really starts to dive into that process mm-hmm. as well as the Client Attractor show, which is my podcast. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, when I started this podcast just a few months ago, I was like, I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call it. And I said, yeah. I'm just going to call it the same thing as my book. That sounds good. Right. Hey, yeah, simple, <laughs> easy. And, you know, the name is is accurate. It's what it's yeah. about. Yeah. Um, and so on my website as well, if you're interested in talking more, there's a link there to book a call together. And we can awesome. really during that time, just dive in, learn a little bit more about your business. And really, if nothing else, see if we can get you some immediate clarity and next steps on what you need to do to start attracting your dream clients. Yeah, I love that. And I will recommend to you guys listening to this to take advantage of that now while you can, because people like Jacob are not going to have the time to do that forever because they get famous. (laughs) (laughs) Their books take off, they become bestsellers. And then all of a sudden they don't have time to talk to, to, um, the the people that they're they're serving um one to one anymore. And so I I guarantee you Jacob is one of those people and he's getting ready to skyrocket into success. So be sure to take advantage of that time. Book a call with him now and um yeah learn more about about what he's got going on and for sure get his book because yeah client attractor that's a great name by the way. And it's what most people are missing from their business. And it's the one thing that they need to keep yeah. themselves going towards the freedom and security that they decided to go into business for in the first place. And if you happen to be listening to this and you're not an entrepreneur and you're like, how do I get there? It's by attracting clients. <laughs> so all the more reason to buy the book, look up Jacob, jump on a call. And um, it's been great having you here today. Yeah, thank you so much. I thank appreciate you. it. All right. Take care, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening. And especially, thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now, stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.